We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people, and I'm feeling alright. He run away. See, some people on Twitter don't like the fact that I have been talking about the Cadbury egg, and they are very much, uh, it looks like they're going to report me to Twitter. They say this should violate the terms of use. <laughs> and I was also surprised to learn that Cadbury, the official Cadbury account on Twitter, only has 501 followers, which kind of proves my point. Neither, there's not a lot of people that like the things. How do they become the most sold candy, or at least the most sold in terms of increases to what you would normally purchase? I don't get it. 500% increase this time of year to the Cadbury egg. I wanted to get to a few things here. And if you want to call in, you can. But yeah, uh, we're finding that the Biden administration is ready to raise taxes. They unveiled it today, the infrastructure spending. This would be the biggest tax increase since 1968. Largest tax increase. So a few things that are trending right now with Joe Biden. A couple of days ago, his dog bit another person at the White House. So that's number two person. And then we find out today that a dog did a number two Z on the floor inside of the White House. So you got the dogs running around. Some uh, they've already bit people twice and they're going to the bathroom on the White House floor. Uh, I think it's time you take the dogs out of the White House. All right. And there's another video where it shows Joe Biden almost tripping, going up Air Force One stairs again. I mean, he almost almost tripped like he's trying really hard to go up the stairs and he did a misstep and there was this little juke. And we thought for a moment, oh, boy, he's going down again. And this time he was carrying something. He was carrying a bag and an umbrella. So he wasn't using the handrail. I mean, he's almost 80 years old. Maybe you don't risk it after having an incident in the past. So there's all these things that are going on. And all of those things mean nothing compared to them trying to push a $2 trillion infrastructure package that he wants to use through tax hikes on corporations and individuals. So they say um, 
most people earning what uh, I don't know, a couple up to a couple hundred thousand dollars are not going to be uh, impacted by this. But I am skeptical on that. I don't know if I would trust that's the case. I will say jacking up the corporate taxes up again is a dangerous thing, a dangerous slope. And mostly because you look at how well our economy boomed when those Trump tax cuts were put into place with the corporate taxes lowering. There's a lot of things that were happening around the same time. There was negotiations going on with foreign countries, tariffs and such with China, and also saying, hey, uh, this is nonsense that we are taxed out the nose. But when it comes to us, you're not getting barely anything taxed. So he started to level some of these different trade deals, renegotiation between Canada and Mexico, which was a huge push to get rid of this NAFTA garbage that was put in. And yeah, you saw all of these things starting to come into place. And the idea was, if you're an American company and you're doing business overseas, why don't you bring it back here? We're going to make it as friendly as possible. We're going to lower the tax. We're going to make it more competitive. You're going to help us over here as opposed to relying on this distribution chain overseas and how that has bit so many American companies that rely on China. And all of these things started to happen. And they looked at that and said, yeah, I think this is the time. Maybe we'll reinvest. And President Trump was really good at telling people, hey, look at this company. They're building a billion dollar factory here. They're doing this. Uh, they're going to hire all these people over there. They're, he was very good at promoting the companies that were promoting America, as in at least bringing it back here. And we started to see the some of the lowest unemployment numbers we've seen in the longest time. And if you're a minority, some of the lowest of all time when it comes to African-American, Hispanic, and some of these different ones that you have to go back to when they began tracking this. And it's at the lowest it's ever been. And then the pandemic hit, and that changed a lot of different things. I think if you want to look at the playbook of how the Trump tax um, cuts worked, it was a good thing. We, I mean, we started collecting more money even. Uh, the problem was we were spending it as fast as we were collecting it, so it wasn't really helping us. We're st- we still had debt issues, don't get me wrong, but it was at least trending in the right direction. So now the Biden tax hikes have been announced, $2 trillion infrastructure package. He wants to sign another pandemic relief. So you're talking about more trillions of dollars there. We just did a $1.9 trillion package. Uh, No sign to the end of the spending. And this should scare a lot of different people. When you have all of these different competitors and you're going to raise the corporate taxes back up, you're going to raise the taxes of individuals back up. That's going to have a huge negative impact on the country that's already having issues when it comes to debt. I, I just don't see it enough to offset it. And if you're going to give them the incentive to go back and you're going to start getting weak on all of these international trade deals, then what's going to happen? They're going to find, OK, we're going to we're going to back down. We don't like what Trump did. He was too mean to these other countries. So we'll be more friendly to them. And what does that give the open door incentive for a lot of these companies to can do business somewhere else or give them the incentive not to come back? I think that the way Donald Trump handled it when it came to taxes was the right thing to do. The way that he tried to play hardball with these other countries that have been taking advantage of the United States all these years was the right thing to do. It was in the best interest of the country to try to reset these things. We're going in the opposite direction. So just saying that we're going to make up for in these increased uh, payroll, whatever, not payroll taxes, but increased uh, corporate taxes. I don't think it's going to work because whatever they're projecting, it's going to be short because it's. There's no way all of these companies are going to play ball with it just the way he's anticipating they are. These are all major issues. So when this is being proposed, there's a reason why no Republicans want this, because it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. I don't know how this is going to play out, but the way that 
they have pushed things in the past or the way that they've been trying to do it now, at least the way they have control. This is what I hope happens. I hope that the next time there's a midterm election, there is uh, uh, Republicans get the Senate back. I think that has to happen. It's so important that that happens. So we don't have to worry about a 50-50 split all the time. And next thing you know, Kamala Harris comes in, Vice President Harris, and it's the tiebreaker and it's over. And it's this down party line stuff. They don't care about bipartisanship when they have the tiebreaker. That's the problem. And you can say, oh, this is great if you're a Democrat. Oh, this is wonderful if you love this sort of thing, spending like nuts. But going back to the Trump administration, his big thing was you got to work this stuff out. It was, I'm going to leave it to you guys. You have to come up with a deal. You got to come up with a compromise. And that was his thing. You got to do it. You got to do it. And that's why we saw a big gap in between the first spending package when it came to the coronavirus and the second one, because it took forever for them to come up with a deal. Eventually that came in December. Who knows if we would have continued to open things back up and went on that course, if the economy would have recovered faster and we would have needed it. But here we are. We passed a third one with Joe Biden coming in. It could be a fourth one or a fifth one or whatever. No end in sight when it comes to spending. And on top of that, the largest tax increase since 1968, not giving a lot of people optimism. So if you want to call in, I can take some of your calls on this. And I see Bob's there. Maybe I'll get to that right after the break. So hold on. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 on Overnight America KMOX. Don't just listen to the news. React to it. We are the voice of St. Louis. Everyone is welcome. All righty. It's Overnight America. And we do have a guest we're going to replay our interview with the National Museum of Transportation. I call it the Transportation Museum. My son calls it the Train Museum. So they have a couple of unique experiences they're offering up. It's a way to help them out because they're down when it comes to funding, mostly because of the coronavirus. And a lot of businesses are like that. When you lose all the foot traffic for so long that you have to start figuring out ways to make up some of that money. So they have these really unique things they're offering up. It's actually pretty cool. So we'll talk to Jessica Hood about that coming up soon. Let's take a call. And Bob has been holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. I haven't talked to you for a while, but um, are you doing the Easter eggs or anything? You dying eggs with your kids since you're home? <laughs> you know, I don't know if we're doing that this year. I think we might do that. I don't remember if we got a kit for it or not. It's You find things to do when you got downtime, and I think my wife might try that. I'm not sure, though. Uh, so I was calling up about the the kids that are coming over the border. How If, if we had our kids that going to walk... Uh, you know, a couple miles, you know, it's really strange. You know, we'd get arrested, but those kids there, they're walking a long way and they taking them like, Oh, look, this is a, a rabbit that just came across from to our yard that we're going to, we're going to take it over, you know, but this is all these people's kids. And if we would get arrested, if our kids strayed off, but this one here, they're just taking them and feeding them. And it's, it's really strange that they don't want to try to reunite them with their families. You know, there some of them, you know, I can't see how the kids, they say, here, let's pack them some food here and give them some money and send them to America. You know, it's not making sense at all that they should have responsibility to raise their kid and teach them farming or something where they live, you know, um, 
So anyway, I, that's what yeah, I saw some videos that have become viral as of late. Uh, one was a Project Veritas video where they were talking to someone that was a border agent, said he's been on the job for 10 years. So three different administrations, he says it's the worst he's ever seen it. And he says his biggest fear going to work every day is finding a dead child in the middle of the desert because you find people. But he said, that's my biggest fear. Every day I worry if this is going to be the day I witness, I'm the one that witnesses it because they see some pretty horrific things. They see people that have been battered and abused and sexually abused. And there was another video that was just posted a few hours ago. I saw it on a news site where it was one of the cameras that were focusing and watching the Southern Wall. And the person climbs the wall with their children and drops them from the top of the wall. I mean, this is like a couple of story drop a three-year-old and a five-year-old alone on the other side and leaves them. It is child abuse. It's terrible. Absolutely horrific. Uh, some of the situations and the problem now is that we as a country are looking at this getting worse and we have an administration in the Biden administration in the Harris administration that are encouraging these actions by not discouraging them. So you have them going out and giving a wink like, oh, we're, we uh, don't want them to do this, wink, wink, wink. But what we're going to do is if you do make it here, oh, don't worry, we'll take care of you. We'll give you a bus ticket or a plane ticket and we'll house you and we'll feed you and we'll give you education. And then we won't give you a court date to return. You'll just be here indefinitely with the wink, wink being that, hey, in the future, there could be a mass amnesty. So you might as well try it while you can get in. It's this it's this mindset that when you get here, uh, we don't want you to wink, wink, but there's no consequences for you to do it. It's almost like when governments continue with these uh, drug laws, like, oh, OK, you can do whatever drug you want. But uh, if you're caught with it, uh, there's no consequence. And what that does to communities and drug dealings and things, it's pretty dangerous. And all it's like that for a lot of different things. They decriminalize uh, prostitution. You know, oh, you know, if you get caught as a prostitute or soliciting or whatever it is, uh, you know, it's against the law. Wink, wink. But you won't be charged with anything. And even here in St. Louis, we have these type of wink, wink things where the circuit attorney won't go after things. And what ends up happening? We have a year where we have record homicides and crime hasn't been worse in a lot of our lifetimes. Like if, if you're under the age of 50, this is the worst it's ever been in terms of homicides in the city of St. Louis. This is bad. This is the wrong direction. And the border is like that too. This wink, wink stuff. Not good. It's, it's not good. And they're not addressing it properly. They're trying to hide it because they won't let press down to document these things, considering it is the way the government operates. It should be allowed to be documented and the press should be allowed to witness these things. You have to have undercover video or even sometimes congressmen like Ted Cruz going through recording and showing the conditions. And if you've seen some of these conditions, it's so overloaded that you have uh, a video of a room and all you see is the foil blankets. You don't even see the floor. I mean, it's it's wall to wall and they're so overload and they don't have an answer to it. And a lot of this stems back to the Trump administration when he said, we're going to have to build more facilities. We're going to have to increase the wall to discourage people from coming in here. We're going to have to get more judges down on the southern border in order to try to process them as fast as possible. So as opposed to them coming in and, you know, uh, waiting for them to come back and then them not coming back for a trial date. We're just going to have to process them right away and we'll make the decision in either going back or staying in. 
we're not playing this uh, trying to wrangle up people in the future because they're not going to come back on their own. This is not good. I mean, it was, I think the statistic was 95% of those with a court date skipped out before there was a verdict. So they may have made an initial. So let's say they get a court date and they show up and they say, okay, uh, we're going to set a court date for you or whatever. So they might show up for that. But when it comes time for them to get in front of a judge and there's a determination if they have to stay or go, uh, they don't go to that. They skip out. It was like 95%. Don't don't get to that point. And you know what ended up happening? Lindsey Graham is 100% right because a couple of maybe last week or the week before, he went out there and said, uh, what we saw were consequences for your actions. And because of it, if you look at the numbers when it came to people trying to enter illegally, it dramatically decreased when there was consequences. What happens when there's no consequences? We have a crisis like it is right now. And it's not helping that the Biden administration is doing everything they can to try to divert your eyes and throw. You know, they get upset with you if you use the word crisis because they want to control your language at this. And for whatever reason, a complicit media is not giving them the criticism that it deserves. You might have some of them say, we should really be at this border. We should really be there. And then they leave it at that. Oh, we should we should have access to that. And if it was something during the Trump administration, you have Jim Acosta on the front screaming like a child, but you don't see them acting that way with the Biden administration. It is. It's it's just bad. It's bad all the way around. It's a bad look. It's a bad situation that's not getting any better. And there's no accountability. So that's where we're at now. All right. When we come back, Jessica Hood is the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager for the National Museum of Transportation. They have some really unique experiences being offered that I thought you might like to know about. So we'll join her after the break. We'll take a look at your weather, too. It's Overnight America, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Cardinals 2021 season starts tomorrow as they take on the Cincinnati Reds. Here at here, Emron Pregame Joe 215. First pitch 310 on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Hang OX. Jessica Hood is the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager for the National Museum of Transportation, or as my son likes to call it, the Train Museum. Jessica, thanks for coming on to Overnight America. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Big fan. Uh, our family loves going out there. We've had a membership, and uh, it's been a little while since we've been out there, probably maybe a month or so, uh, maybe a month and a half. I can't remember when. But the, it's just always a great experience out at the Museum of Transportation, and I can't remember. Do you guys still use Bob Costas's voice for advertising? We do. We have a really neat video that features Bob's voice, yes. I thought so. I heard it one time. I haven't heard it in a while. I didn't know if you guys were still using it. And that's such a great tie-in, of course, to KMOX. There's always these things at the museum that people are attracted to. Uh, during Christmas time, you have this awesome train layout. I think that would have been the last time we were in. So uh, when we go through, my son is just always gravitating towards the train side of things. He loves being mm -hmm. able to go up inside of a train. He loves just hanging out, sitting down, pretending to pull the levers Things like that. And it's such a great kid experience. And I was looking at some of these different experiences you're going to be offering. And there's kind of these cool, unique things. So tell me the reason, the history of why you're starting to offer these now. Yeah. Um, so just like everyone else, we are trying to, you know, adapt during the pandemic. Um, and we often hear people like you that come to the museum and say, oh, my gosh, I would just love to drive this. Chrysler turbine car. Um, so we thought, hey, let's make a list and let's offer that to folks. Um, you know, if they're if they're super interested in one of these um, unique once in a lifetime things, we thought we would make that available to them. Yeah. So that car in particular is just a beautiful car, and there's always someone standing by it, a worker. And I've heard them talk about Jay Leno was interested in purchasing it. And there's other videos playing of a couple other cars, you know, Jay Leno looking them over. But that one in particular, that Chrysler turbine car is super cool because it's what one of only a few in existence. Yes, um, I believe it's maybe only one of two or so that runs still. Um, we have a really dedicated volunteer that kind of brings it in and, uh, starts it up every once in a while just to kind of make sure everything is still um, operational and running smoothly. But yes, it's super unique and very cool. Wait, so have you heard this thing running before? Yes. Have you been there? What does it sound mm -hmm. like when it's running? It's, it's loud, but it's not as loud as what I would have thought, I guess. Um, it's, What's it's, the, it also, it's a good smell it, uh, as well. Uh, I bet. <laughs> was it there a celebrity that owned this thing? Um, well, we have the um, Bobby Darren car as well, kind of um, situated nearby the Chrysler Turbine car. But um, oh, so that one's different than this one, the tur yeah. Chrysler Turbine. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm getting some other ones mixed up. Yeah, because there's a couple of those cars that have great backstory to it, and some vintage cars in there, and the big neon lights, and there's just so many cool things. Old electric cars. You forget about the electric cars been around for over a hundred years. You think it's a modern thing, but they've been around for a long time. Yeah, and uh, I learn something new about uh, each of those cars, I think, every day. Um, each one has a, a really neat little story. Yeah. I was also wondering about the trolley that you have. Are do you guys still uh, boot that thing up on the weekends? Yes. Um, they haven't quite started their season yet. Um, it's a group of volunteers. They do the maintenance and the operations, um, so they are working on readying that here for the upcoming spring and summer. It was tentatively supposed to start this weekend. I think they may have pushed it back just a little bit, but uh, we're excited to get it up and running again. 
Yeah, I think this is another good value thing. And this is also good because if anyone's interested in learning about these, um, you're going to be able to support an awesome museum, the National Museum of Transportation. And one was the photo op that you have with some of these vintage cars. And that's a popular thing. People want to be able to take their photograph at a unique spot with unique items. And what better place if you're trying to get some promotional photos or you just have a family thing going on or you have like a class reunion or something. This would, been, this would be a perfect place for that. Yes, um, you... I don't know that I could have said it any better. Um, Photo opportunities. um, And then there's also the chance to um, kind of along those lines have um, a lunch in our, one of our dining cars, um, all kinds of really neat, um, exciting opportunities. I do love the uh, photo op as well. That is pretty cool. So if people wanted to learn about some of these different experiences that you're offering and use it as a way to help support the museum right now where, you know, things are a little bit slower because of COVID, what's a good place they can see all the experiences? You can check it out on our website. Um, So it's tnmot.org. That's um, the National Museum of Transportation. Um, You can check out our social media. Um, Very cool, very exciting stuff. All right, so how much would it cost for me to be able to drive the mini train around the track one time? Well, we're offering <laughs> a, a conductor for the day on the miniature oh. train, but I think that's more of a, a kiddo type of thing. But, hey, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> oh, of course. I, okay, I don't know why that would be a kid thing. To be a conductor for a day sounds awesome. Well, my son always loves it. We have to get the wristband so we can go through the track a few oh, times. Oh, of course. And you have to find the dog. What's the dog's name that you have hidden around? The dog. That is Oni. Um, Oni, yeah. Yes, we are debuting. We're switching up our scavenger hunts a little bit here in the next couple of weeks or so. So there will be a new one out there he can come out and uh, try to find. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jessica Hood is the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager at the National Museum of Transportation. And like I said, I got a six-year-old, so we've gone to the playroom a few times, which is pretty cool. He loves doing that, um, that you have right inside the main building. And there's so much stuff to look around at. And I always wondered some of the different train cars. Sometimes things are open. Sometimes they're closed. You guys switch up the attractions every now and then to kind of switch things around? Yeah, and um, the pandemic kind of dictated that a little bit for us. So some of the artifacts, um, the interior of them wouldn't necessarily hold up to the sanitizing process. Um, so a few of those have been shut since the since the pandemic started. Um, but I think for the most part, they usually tend to have the same ones open. Yeah, I always do the same jokes with my kid, too. So there was that one when you had the train shed that you'd be able to walk into. And there was that one that had that really small bathroom in it. And I always say, okay, I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. Don't go anywhere. And he's, no, you can't do that. Uh, Same joke works every time like a charm. Uh, And, you know, the last time we went, I brought a flashlight because there's one train engine that has the front open but it's so dark you can't see inside of it so i brought a flashlight to look into it there's there's cool things like that that every time i go i think okay what can i do this time that's a little bit different from the last time because there's so much to look at out there yeah um something new i think every visit um and it sounds like you guys are learning as you go and kind of uh becoming veteran visitors so that's very good to hear (laughs) yeah there are a lot of cool things out there and i'm just a fan of it in general and it's a great place Mm -hmm. to bring a kid 
And it's just fun. And the staff is always friendly. There's always someone to talk to. There seems to you have a lot of great volunteers that are very knowledgeable of these things. And it's funny, too, to see the different types of people that are there. It's always different. But sometimes you see people that are specifically looking for a certain type of train. They're, they're very knowledgeable of these trains. So they have a lot of backstory and history already stored up in their minds. Some people are just there just for the fun of it. It's, it's a great crowd. And uh, by the way, What's your uh, operating hours right now? We are now open daily from 9 until 4. Um, we are closed on Easter Sunday, though. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, that's a given, I would think. Most people <laughs> hopefully understand that. Uh, you know, when I just walk around and, and look at the history, and it's just beautiful. Everything's beautifully maintained. Who's the one that's actually taking care of the cars? You said you have a volunteer specifically for certain cars. That's more specific to, um, you know, just the Chrysler turbine car. Um, but we do have about, I think, give or take a couple, about 160 volunteers. Um, and then we've got a handful of full-time staff and everybody works hard and um, we get great results. Yeah. So I got a question about this uh, Chrysler turbine car. From what I understand... <laughs> Uh, it's available to two guests per year. So why limit the availability to drive this thing to just two guests per year? So I think to keep it exclusive and exciting, you know, you're the only one of two people in the whole year that get to drive it. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. I didn't know if it was something that had to do mechanically speaking. This thing is I mean, <laughs> like it's impossible to find parts for this thing. So you just don't want to cart this out willy nilly. Uh, I can only imagine what it's like to try to find parts for some of these uh, automobiles. It just would probably be impossible. Yeah, it may be a mechanical thing. Um, that's above yeah. my <laughs> above my car knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So do you actually have trains that move? Because I know the trolley you have, and there's one that looks like you can take a ride on one of the trains. Yes, yeah, so you can take a ride on, um, I believe it's the Alco locomotive. Um, and it looks like it's $350. Um that is a ton of fun. We have included that in a couple of our past um, raffles and auctions that we've done, and uh, people love it. It's really exciting to be there when they get to go up and uh, get in the cab and be a part of that. Very exciting. So how many people? Can, can I bring the whole family for that price? I don't believe the whole family would fit. Um, oh, wow. Everybody okay. can certainly come and watch, but I don't know how many people. We'd have to have a staff person in there, of course. But uh, I see. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people total would fit up in there. All right. So I might be able to bring my son up if he sits on my lap if we're on, like, the side chair or something. Could be. They'd have to double check. But Wait, Where does the train even go? Because I'm trying to think about the grounds of the museum. And where do you park this thing and where does it go when it moves? This is all the way up at the very top, um, kind of past on the other side of the trolley loop. So there's um, the two pavilions that goes in between those. Back and forth. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that is pretty cool. There's so much to do at this thing, and it's, it's cool that it's hands-on. It's just kind of fun to be a part of it. It's when it's a beautiful day outside. You can't really beat a walk around side, uh, looking at all the, looking at all the different things that you have and to get into or whatever. Uh, by the way, again, you have all these different experiences, all kinds of different types. So, uh, it, and it's also a great way to help support the National Museum of Transportation. And it, again, if people wanted to see what some of these experiences are, uh, what's the website or where can they go to check these out? You check them out on our website at TNM 
org. Nice. A lot of kids stuff, too. And if people listening have grandkids, kids, whatever, there's always these different activities and things you can do. We've done certain things in the museum where all the cars are located. You can go to the second floor. We've done some kid things up there in the past. (laughs) So there's all kinds of activities that you can check out and, you know, make it a nice day at the museum. Do you still do the hand crank cars or whatever for the little kids in that one track? Yes, those are scheduled to start up and running on the weekend starting this Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, because we always check these things because we want to know ahead of time. We have to get the expectation for our son. We say, okay, this is what's open. This is what's <laughs> not. Because when he gets there, you know, it's always good if he, he knows ahead of time. He's a planner. Sure. He's, He's a planner. Plan can, I, can, I pl- can I admit to something we've done? And uh, I don't know if this is a bad thing or not. So when we're at the Transportation Museum, if there's no one around, what we'll do is we'll go up into one of the engines and then we'll sneak a snack. So like he'll eat Cheez-Its or something while we're sitting in the engineer seat. And of course, you know, we, we don't make a mess or anything, but we act like it's, I make it sound like we're getting away with uh, something really bad, <laughs> but he thinks it's the coolest thing in the world, sneaking a little snack in while he's sitting in the engineer seat. Mm. But we only do it if there's no one out or close to us at the time. Sure, so sure. Uh, all things considered, um, is that okay? You know, I think we have a health department regulations for not being able to eat food in the cafe. I don't know that the health oh, department no. cares that you're eating in the, lo- in the locomotive. Oh, so we're going to get in so much trouble. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep I that in mind next time. Then, Yeah, good. Uh, no one, don't worry. It's just between you and I at this point. All right. So behind the scenes, there's a lot that goes on at the museum. It's a lot of fun. In fact, we love going out there, and it's one of our favorite places to go to in St. Louis. And it's one of those places that we constantly get renewed when it comes to the yearly membership. So we have a couple of places, and we normally say, okay, um, we can only do so many memberships a year. Uh, we could get a membership at the zoo, or we can get a membership at the Science Center. We can do this or that. We let our son decide, where does he want to go? Like, what's the places that we go to the most? And he always picks the Transportation Museum. Oh, good. Loves it out there. So it's just a great place. And Jessica Hood, the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager for the National Museum of Transportation. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. And she joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. So I guess I'm a rule breaker now. I'm I'm such a rebel. Eating Cheez-Its up in the cabin of one of these uh, railroads uh, but next thing I know I'm going to be carted away they're going to bring one of the volunteers out and the paddy wagon I'll be done for <laughs> I'll have to be a lookout uh, alright uh, we're going to take a break this is Overnight America KMOX Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring the flooring experts michaelsflooringoutlet.com on the voice of St. Louis KMOX <laughs> All right, only got a couple more minutes, and as I mentioned before, Brad Young from Hairstyle Fisher and Young. He's a partner at that firm, and you hear him on the show. I'd normally talk to him when there's a legal issue or something with the Supreme Court, and he was on earlier this week. But he's going to be filling in on Thursday night, which you'll be able to enjoy. I know a lot of people like it when he's on. And I'm going to be down the hall at our sister station on Friday. So it looks like I'll miss out on the Rebecca Black Friday song. I really hope that Brad Young gets a chance to play it. It means so much to me to know <laughs> that you get to enjoy it. Can't believe the Cardinals start the season tomorrow. It's already here. Went through spring training and 
Looks like that was successful. So the Cardinals in Cincinnati tomorrow. First pitch at 310. Um, pre-game starts a little after 2 o'clock. And as we get ready to, it just doesn't seem right to talk about the start of a Cardinal season without Jack Buck being involved in some way. He was so known as KMOX and so known as Cardinals baseball and so known as St. Louis that I wanted to play one of the opening baseball poems he performed. It just seemed right to play it the night before the start of the season. There's a sadness that you feel in September of the year when your baseball team is out of the race and there's nothing left to cheer. The weather doesn't help. It's chilly and it's raining. And you let go of the dreams you dreamed when your team was in spring training. The stands are almost empty. There's no reason to come around. And the stadium seems hollow, hollow, hollow. An echo punctuates each sound, sound, sound. You can hear the umpire call the pitchers. Hear the coach when he claps his hands. There is no rhythmic stomping. No wave sweeps through the stands. It's strange how cruel the game can be, despite the love you give it. You talk baseball every day. You nurture it. You live it. They're playing out the schedule, and no one seems to care. But a baseball fan's life will begin anew the next time spring is in the air. He would have been cool to meet. I wish I had a chance to meet Jack Buck, but it was just uh, another one of his great moments. And he's done so much for the Cardinals over the years. It's hard not to think of him on the night before the season starts. KMOX has a few things online right now. If you go to KMOX.com, there's one article, 10 facts every St. Louis Cardinal fan doesn't really need, but probably really wants to know. It's a little wordy, but it gives you 10 things that are obscure facts of the St. Louis Cardinals history. So if you want to get up to date on something along those lines to impress your friends tomorrow, because as you go into the workplace, if you're actually in person, you're going to be wearing that Cardinals jersey or the shirt or something like that, and you're going to walk around and they're going to say, oh, uh, go Cardinals. You need a fun fact to share with them. It's just a little something to throw at them. Like the Cardinals say, do you know the Cardinals are the oldest team west of the Mississippi? They'll probably say, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. They have 57 Hall of Famers. And then you say, if you're a true fan, name all the 57 Hall of Famers. In alphabetical order, go. See, you can test them and put them on the on their heels. That would be a good trick, wouldn't it? If you could memorize all 57 Hall of Famers and name them in a row, kind of like Richard Bino does with presidents of the United States, that'd be impressive. A lot of tricks. Uh, our friend Brad Young will be hosting tomorrow night. I'll be on our sister station down the hall. Otherwise, I'm on Facebook, Ryan Wrecker Radio. It's a great way to reach me over the next couple of days. Have a great Easter weekend and friends and family or whatever you may be spending it with. Be safe. Enjoy the next couple of replay hours, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. Bye. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 